Welcome back to Infinite Geek Talk, an ongoing conversation between your hosts, former DC Comics editor and owner of Infinite Heroes Comics, Cards, and Collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut, Paul Santos, who is joined by owner of Rat's Nest Studios and lifelong student of the illustrated word, Keith Field. Let's listen in. With our accelerated records schedule... We are much closer to the the beating heart of the genre coming alive to the many audience cast throughout low these many lands. Yeah, which is to say we're we're able to get these episodes out quicker to our beloved audience uh, ever on the grow. So now we can actually review so stuff. So we can review stuff yeah. as it happens. Yeah. Here we are moments, uh, uh, well, days, from the latest episode of the She-Hulk series on your precious Disney+. Plus. This is episode two of She-Hulk. As it continues its war against artistic integrity. I, I mean, continues to offer <laughs> us its, uh, its version wanna, of a world of superheroes. Did you want to go first on this? Not, not at all, baby. All right, I could go first. Yeah, um, so you, you just saw it. I, I yes. was dedicated enough to this program. That I saw it on the day of premiere. Oh yes, I did. But so, but you have the fresher boy eyes upon it. So yeah. speak, fresh boy. So if I was gonna give the first episode like a passable three out of five stars, uh, would you call that a tentative thumbs up, Paul? Yeah, the first episode for me is a thumbs up. Glory to Ebert. The second episode, I'm very torn. Good, because it's good. Just, it's just boring, but there's nothing that I really hate. About Boredom it. leads to right. hate. Right? Yeah. Like I don't. I don't really hate, hate leads it. Leads to suffering. <laughs> so I would. I, I would give it still the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I probably give it a thumbs up. But how? It's you, a lot oh, of it. Oh, Paul. A lot of it because it's nothing. There's nothing that really. There's nothing that really pisses me off about it. Mm. You know, I. I just. It should just make you sad enough to understand that you're wrong. I mean, it, it, gets, that, it gets a solid thumbs down from me. Yeah, I knew you were going that direction. Yeah. You need a yin and a yang, though, in this thing. Or, that, you know? That's true. Otherwise, what do we have? <laughs> right, right, right. Without entropy, devil's, there could be no love. I'll be devil's advocate. Okay, uh, you took one for the team. Yeah. Now, and, and you know what? I say that with some affection, and I will say that if I, and I prefer to look at something once it's complete before the, the thumb up or the thumb down Which matter fair, at all, yeah. right? Right. So I, I'm not telling you that the show is flunked out, but what I am telling you is if what we're going to see is an increasingly ugly She-Hulk because they're saving the budget for key moments, ew, gross. Show shouldn't be, you know, broadcasting I, in such a way. And I think I've talked about this before. I don't really mind crap. It's like a sea cucumber. Yeah, I don't mind. Someone's going to harvest her to give Luke Cage powers. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, that's That's another. right. <laughs> I hope that gets right. Pick your poison, boy. I hope that gets uh No, right no, that, that's my heart cannon. Uh, all heroes come from, from sea, sea cucumbers. cucumbers. What was your reaction when you were watching that li- <laughs> like live, whatever, five years ago? Six, were you oh, like I, as shocked I as I was? I would be willing to bet my immortal soul my exact reaction was, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I say that with love and, and with a touch of No, kitsch. I was mad. No, I was mad about no, that. No, I, I honestly was like, furious. Say, oh, no, they're really ruining these things. Yeah. Th- this isn't going to be good. There's no, no, they don't care. It's gross and dumb and little. The, the best part And is then Alias. And then, uh, the, yeah, take it away. All of its smell. Uh, but with She-Hulk, I think the problem I have you is... Call the, my bullseye, bullseye. Is the writing. The writing is very weak. Lazy, very weak, man, very light. Very lazy. Um, even, like, basic, I've never 
held a law degree or been in a courtroom sure. as a defendant or plaintiff. I've pretended but I'm to. I'm pretty sure. For a very long time. I'm pretty sure I could write better uh, legalese than they have. Uh, my cult of it personality was... knows Keith Field, the first Esquire, is how I used to sign documents <laughs> for decades. Oh. But please continue. Uh, and I also don't, it's a Sam Wilson thing from Winter Soldier, which I don't remember if we talked about. Sam Wilson in, 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 in Falcon Winter Soldier goes to a bank. Everyone knows that Sam Wilson no, is the Falcon. No, 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 we've discussed yes, it, but yes. we, haven't, we did not so discuss it with our we, virtual here's, friends. Here's a quick recap. Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier! That is our a, friends! That is a much better theme song than what we got. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. So Sam Wilson walks into a bank. He needs to get money to save his childhood uh, home uh, that his sister and his nephews are currently living in. He goes to the bank. The bank goes, well, there's nothing we could do, Mr. Wilson, even though you're an Avenger. <laughs> See you later. What should have then happened is the bank manager should have went to that guy and went, hey, was that Sam Wilson that walked by? What did he need? Oh, yeah, he needed us to uh, get rid of his loan, but we couldn't figure anything out, so he owes us money. We're going to take his house. Oh, cool. You're fired. <laughs> Call him back, and all he has to do is make a commercial, and he can keep his house. Uh, it uh, is crazy that they did this again mm -hmm. in She-Hulk, where it, she uh -huh. loses her job because a thing that, would, that has happened in real life with, like, uh, prosecutors saving people's saving juries lives during like a uh, someone pulls out a shiv or mm -hmm. something uh, she gets not only fired from her job then every law firm in the LA area doesn't hire her when I'm pretty sure every Hollywood legal team would have hired her just for the publicity. No. It's insane that this is like, this is what they're writing. It's, no, it's no I don't want to suggest to you, Paul, that the shared thread in both of these scenarios is the idea of engendering the forced impotence of heroism. Oh, yeah. That if you yes. are special or try to stand in defense of your fellow, your life will be hard. You must live a martyr's life. And it will certainly lead to penniless ruin. And who brings us this message? Well, M um, Disney. Um, I didn't say that. You did. Okay. How dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to build bridges to the world with my 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 what ifs and my scenarios. Well, you hate monger. Glory to Disney. It's <laughs> can't wait for the next Black Cauldron, brother Mouse. It's it's just weird. And then like the second one, it's like she goes to, in this episode. She goes to meet with the Abomination, who she is uh, yes, representing. Yes. And the way the prison guards talk to her, I'm like, cool. You'd be fired. You'd be fired. <laughs> you'd be fired. It's like you're not. You are this controlling. Is controlling. Yes. You're you're literally interfering with yes. attorney uh, uh, attorney uh, client privilege, uh -huh. and you're talking to her like she's a freaking schoolgirl. There is. I'm access. like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, wasn't the Abomination supposed to be on the raft, not in the uh, the prison maintained by damage control, which Lit you were right. Sophia? I kind of twitched when I read that yeah, sign. I, I'm I, like, I, what I is hissed. This? I hissed, everyone. Yes, I'm that big of a loser. When, when I saw the words damage control on the, that jail door. Sons of I bitches. Think, I think there's a... I no, there's a, no love. No love for what they've done with damage control. Makes no sense. The only thing that would save it is if it's like the sign that says damage control 
and then it, it hangs off it a little. Peels and you see a hydra yeah. or something. That's the I, I literally the only thing. I don't care what it says. Evil Aim, Incorporated. I know that they make been, up I, something. I know that Ames had ruined for you. Yeah, I, I don't even know that I want to see Ames salvaged. Uh, salvaged. Uh, let me let me point that out. Yeah, I mean they can't be. I nah, think. it was it was gone. stupidly. It, the movie stepped on Aim while it introduced it. Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah, it was weird. Thumbs down. Anywho, yes, uh, lest we grow lost. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I liked it less than you, but, you know, it, it did build my case for the character that I feel will be the breakout star of this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the UFO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes another appearance. This the... worthless UFO is, and okay, now it's, I'm going to say he has been in uh, both episodes of yeah. this series. There's been no explanation. Uh, UFO uh, is, is what the, the banners crashed into, necessitating the creation of this latest sea cucumber. And uh, then when we say goodbye to the Hulk as he leaves the narrative, he's flying away in the very UFO that nearly killed his, his cousin. Now, I, I don't know. That's gross to me. Where's your loyalty? I, I, I don't know that I want to get in the UFO I'm that hurt my cousin. I'm, I'm assuming. Frankly, I'm assuming he's going to get a booty call from that bald stone lady. From, uh, oh, from 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 from, uh, from the source material. From Planet Hulk. Yeah. Perhaps uh, it was some sort of messenger vessel. Doesn't she, he owe a greater apology then to this bizarro, ill-told story? I don't oh, know. I don't know. Like, but I, I just want to know that at the end of whatever the Kang Dynasty, the the big reveal is not. Not a Beyonder or some Mephistian villain. But Scar? Hey, no, I, I just want UFO. Oh, UFO. I want UFO sitting on a giant throne with, with little arms. He looks like something out of Metal Slug. It, downright adorable little UFO. So don't... Hey, I, I want UFO to blossom into the next great villain of the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic what Universe. What if he mutates into the nope UFO? Oh, my lord. Then, is that is, then is that, we've crossed over, okay. buddy. Then we're in the best possible timeline. Yeah, I, I, I like UFO. Uh, See, the, the reason I, I don't necessarily like his role in She-Hulk's life. Yeah, the reason I give it a pass is because I like her. When she's Jen, yeah. I think the dialogue is funny. I think yeah. the animation is fine. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but it's fine. Zip, dap, doop. It was bad, uh, bad, bad uh, in the animated series. We only remember the quality of the, the quality A team, right? Right. Whenever anybody starts talking about the B team, uh, they, they start getting the dirty looks. And they're reserved for your heroes, your iconoclasts, your Keith Charles. Fields. Right. I'm always willing to stick this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That Joker holiday special, you go to hell. <laughs> I, yeah. You owe me money I for that piece of garbage. Thinking, that's funny. I was thinking of that was one of the ones that had really bad. That is because animation. we are brothers, my friend. Yeah. We are brothers. And I still think uh, the Clayface two parter, excellent animation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Um, right. That usually, a quality. Uh, a almost got him. You almost got him. Or almost had him, however no, it actually almost is. Almost got him. Almost got him. I got it. See? Almost got him. I never give myself credit. No self-esteem on this boy field. I swear that that if that was on primetime, it would have won an Emmy. Because the writing in that oh, episode. God, I know yes. we're getting derailed now to better, oh, my, better my, yeah, yeah, comic yeah. shows. But just like Croc being like, I hit him with a rock. It, it was a big rock. <laughs> like, that was... Right. You know, it's it, it leans so heavy in, in the tradition of, of television and story craft. It works on every level. Right. It, it's perfect. It's, what does, it, it is my crystallizing episode of the series. But what doesn't work on every level is a She-Hulk episode, too. Well, it gave us UFO and little else. 
Uh, I, I would like to provide a spoiler to the world that just kind of summons up my malaise oh, that this I, thing oh, summons. Okay, spoiler, everyone, spoiler. And it's not much of a spoiler. I mean, chances are you've, you've all come to it organically by now. But uh, uh, Titania, uh, that poor lovely woman that is uh, in that unfortunate getup in these, these two episodes. Who we may never see again. Who we may never see again. In this show. And uh, the abomination, Emma Blonsky, uh, Tim Roth, uh, who we, we saw at great length in this episode, to varying levels of effect, are both going to be members of the upcoming Thunderbolts. Bruhaha. They are both going to be members of that team. So ultimately the purpose of this series is to get those two characters on the team. That's what this series is. It doesn't matter who the main character is, and I gotta tell you, it shows. You know, yeah, yeah, I feel it. You know, you could just strap this to anyone. <coughs> Pardon me. So that kills my willingness to forgive a weaker episode two. What happens when Man Bull shows up? Then all of my disdain turns to love. Right, right. And knowing, as I do, that we also get the Matador, turns that love into elation. So I'm in for the ride, man. Right, right, I'm in for the ride. Fair. I will point out that I stand by my uh, parasitism, my decision to go with one of my beloved brother chums. Uh, account use rather than ever pay for any of these products. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, for for that is my 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 Thor love and thunder boycott scenario. Until I get something I feel is a worthwhile apology for that film, then which I am going to be, be the douche who tries to limit financial gifting. To the, to the mother rat. I think that works out for you because uh, you're gonna go see Pepe Larigo swims the blue. Well, yeah, I'm I, I I'm holding out a lot of hope for Pepe. I really am. I hope he can swim my blues away. Oh man. So no, I didn't think it was anywhere near good enough uh, to get me back for a third if I wasn't in for the haul. Knowing what I know, and, and that just feels seditious yeah. and meta, and I shouldn't have to know that supervillains I love are going to be showing up in the entirety of the series it's to keep me watching a show. It's unfortunate, because you go back to, uh, I go back to my... Total drop-off of quality. Yeah, and I'm not saying, and it's not fair, I know it's not fair, but like, are you, you don't watch, uh, you're not watching House of the Dragon, are you? I am, but I did not watch episode two. So it's funny, episode two also had a drop-off in quality. From the really, first one. Really? But it's still House of the Dragon. You're so the first opinion good. I've heard since coming back from the weekend. It's dropped. It dropped, yeah. but it's just boring. It's almost like She-Hulk. It's just a lot of setup. Yeah. And a lot of, like, you know, I don't want to say it doesn't go anywhere because things do happen. But the quality of the writing and production of House of the Dragon yeah. is much higher than She-Hulk. Sure. Uh, so you could see the levels of, like, there might be a second episode drop-off. But when you're already starting at crap, <coughs> you're falling further. Or average. I should say crap. Yeah. If you're starting I, at average, your fall off is a greater, you know, it's a yeah. greater percentage than a, a, a f really good first episode of House of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I am probably going to watch it after we record this eve. It's funny to me. Let me say as a side note. Yeah. Here, here's Keith's. Here, here's a, a Keith thought. TM. TM. Patent pending. Uh, a, a bare and, and somewhat vulnerable admission uh, brought forward by Keith Charles Field. Uh, alpha bull in the hearts of many, but really, sweet little cuddle monkey, in truth. Uh, a, a truth that I hold about the, uh, the, the Thrones franchise 
is that my my only connection to it is the of course the Game of Thrones HBO series. I I had no desire, nor do I have any desire to read the books or, or consume the source material. I'm one of those. No I, lore, huh? Nah, no lore books. Nah, nah. I can. I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I, I know where the twain shall meet, and and I can enjoy it well enough. Yeah. And I can understand, and I appreciate those folks who inform me of the differences and and how limiting I, it is to me that I'm I'm not indulging the source stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I can I just judge it on its own, and and judging it on its own, it's a thing that was as important as a franchise as anything else in my franchise consumer mania. Not enough to buy merchandise, right? But something that right, right. I would set my pop culture calendar on. Right. To the point that my then friends and I would gather every week in great number to varying degrees of drunkenness, stonedness, and whatnot. And hang on every moment of that program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if the sweet honeyed breath of the true God was made to buzz upon the napes of our neck. And I, I then the last season... And it, 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 it was such a betrayal. I mean, the last season, if anything, just united humanity in oh. their hatred towards something. So, so here, there's that. <laughs> so that's the thing. And my thing is, like, I've never really made a huge deal about my sense of betrayal because my feeling is I'm not connected to the source material. And I'm not passionately devoted enough to these ideas to then go to the source material. So maybe I don't squawk as loud as everybody else. But, you know... The fact is, there was a hurt there, Paul. Yeah, everyone felt it. And everyone uh, felt it. Yeah, and it was like, eh, what do I do with this? So I was slow to to even think about watching this new program because I'm like, eh, maybe I was just a fair weather fan to begin with, so that when the meta took over and all, that's what I began talking all about the cowardly, villainous last season and a half, yeah, yeah. just knowing what was going on behind the scenes. That's exclusively what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, it, much less the quality of the show just collapsing. Yeah. Um, because Star Wars, but the... Uh, they also ran out, they also fired George R. R. Martin well, and, yes. and only had his outline. But so he had no, he had no idea. They had no idea what they were doing. Correct. You know? And as a result, smell. So, yeah, I, I didn't get too bent out of shape, but, like, I was, do I really even consume this thing after the way it destroyed mankind, much less me, in my limited exposure? I was very glad to have decided to watch the yeah, program. Yeah. I, I was like, no, this, this was pleasant. I, I didn't even want to get too harsh about it, but it didn't feel like there were any assurances watching that thing. You know, there was no one moment that I, I was like, oh, hell. But there was a moment I appreciated, and I overheard you say to one of our beloved customers that you did not. Exactly. And that was the deconstructionist moment. That was the hard choice. And that was the moment at which uh, King Man tells Queen Girl, I must now share with you the great prophecy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not in there. That a great darkness yeah. looms at us from a far future, an evil of eternal winter. In its breaking, all of the kingdom shall be frozen as they were on this the last in the first. And in that past, my daughter's life cannot sustain unless... Unless what, Paul? Uh, Targaryen sits to the throne. Also, ah, good, you were listening. Yeah, That's yeah. a lovely yeah. moment. Now, the point being that they are specifically trying to make a silk purse 
out of the horrors of the finales of the the how the 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 the, the main series concluded. Yeah, that's just, I think it's the fear of real world fear of like they want to tie in. Well, of course they people, do. People like this is Danny's yeah. great 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 grandmother. Oh that's yeah, what they're trying. Of course they're they are afraid of it failing. Art that's is dead. Like, that's yeah. why that's why we're here, Paul, yeah. to fight. To fight against censorship, to rail against cowardly storytelling. And it's going to show its moves. And I know all that. And that's why I was slow to even think about watching this thing. Yeah. And, and do I think this thing's going to be a triumph? No. But I think it'll be interesting. And my question is whether it becomes compelling, interesting to like cult following interesting or smash hit. Or it just kind of fizzles out because who cares and everyone feels kind of like it's a twice told tale. Well, it's, I mean. Hashtag the, Starkiller Base. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not. I want that to well, be the nerdiest thing you, I've you ever never said. Read, you, didn't, you didn't read the book, right? The no, book. I did not. Yeah. Nor shall so, I. So, Curse the unillustrated word. Yeah, so that story is finished, right? So, like, mm -hmm. it is a good story. I know some people complain about it, but it's a good story. Sure. And it is a. Um, it's told through like an unreliable narrator, so they have a lot more wiggle room in terms of what happens when and all this other jazz. Sure. Um, and all the story beats, it's a it's a much smaller story than Game of Thrones, right? It's really just the Targaryens, uh, the High Towers, few other people I'm forgetting. And High it's, Tower. And it's in uh, King's Landing. It doesn't right. really go anywhere else. Right. So my whole thing, I'm curious how long a HBO wants us to go on. It, it can't go on more than five seasons. There's no way they could drag it out seven. There's like zero no, chance. Not in a static environment there's, like that. No, there's a, a zero chance. They, because uh, you didn't watch the second episode, but the third episode trailer, they're like, they're moving along. They're like, they're going through the timeline. So like, oh yeah. So they're, they are. You didn't well, know that what they what kind of advance are you talking? So not in the third episode, but I, I guess you didn't know this. Uh, no, like I said, Princess slow Tar to come to this thing. I did no, so Rhaenyra no, is played no, by, no initial research. Rhaenyra is played by two actresses. Oh. She, there's a young Rhaenyra and an adult okay. Rhaenyra. So they're okay. going to jump at some point, like 20 years into the mm, future. These sound like needless decisions. No, well, no, they're, they're, it's part of the story. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah so yeah. you know the story they're telling. Yes, yeah. Okay. It's, it's very as you say. This is a complete arc. Yeah, it's it's very. Um, Can you kind of is it already telegraphing how they're going to try to tie into the main body of the series? No, this in is your a, mind. No, 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 no. This is this is. It's not that clumsy. No, this that is would a, be my point. No, there's no way that little that little thing talking about the Night King and all that stuff. Uh, came out of left field because there's no way to tie this in. No, right, right. Yeah, I definitely had that feeling. It's 200 years. And for anybody who doesn't know, and I don't know if you care, I don't know if Rich cares. I think we all care. It, so it, 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 I, I didn't watch any of it. Okay, good. That's even better. So uh, this is Doesn't light. mean it doesn't care, you son of these a are, bitch. These are light, light spoilers, but what the whole show is is basically a Targaryen civil war. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all it is. Not a realm, not like a war within the realm. Understood. It's a Targaryen right. it's, uh, uh, squabble. Decide for the, the, the control, it's the patriarchy a lot of, of this clan. And, and the reason the time jumps is because of heirs. Because okay. you're getting, you're gonna get multiple people with multiple children who end up having children, so they can't, they so, have to go forward. How I can imagine the cowardly pitches, uh, the cowardly potential pitch for this. Oh, I don't know, yeah, of like a Twilight Zone like <laughs> series and presentation at some point. You can imagine all of the the clumsy framers you could use if you're gonna tell a long form in an accelerated fashion. Why not tell like 
take an era at a time. I mean, if it's all just bullshit anyway, oh, and it's I all about creating toothpaste for I, the masses. I think that's too much. Why not inflate at a slower rate? That's why it's not slower. Because nothing. You I, tell me. I've read the source because material. Because they want. I think this is a like I said. This is your planned out as a three or five season show. Okay, so, so that does do that, sync up with. To, yeah, okay. you have to. There's a lot. I mean, it's, again, total ignorance of the source material. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what the hell the name of the book is, but um, uh, it's there's a lot going on in terms of like succession and family. Yeah, that's the, the overall any, theme of that. The arc biggest and, fantasy okay. stuff will be the dragons. Okay, but, you know, you'll see some dragons fight. Which so this isn't really just cool. like pulled from secondary kind of no, lore. No, no, this and, is and this is not. Sort of so he published a whole separate Targaryen book. Right. Which is what this book. This okay, so this isn't is. some sort of expanded universe level crap. No, he's never. Written. That's what I'm saying. He's I'm, never I'm allowed. He's exposed ne- myself to nothing about he's, it. He's George R. R. Martin, for better or for worse, has never allowed anyone to write anything, but him. Mm-hmm. So these are these are all canon, you know, quote air quotes, or uh, things that he approved of. So mm. we'll see what happens. And he's an exec. He got bumped up. He is an executive producer of the show. Yeah. So once again, instead of finishing your goddamn series, he's just going to be right. working on this television show. Right. The- and watching the Jets lose. Bow. Because he stops writing for the entire football wow. season. And as wow. a Jets fan, I tell you, you're insane. Because after game three, you should give up and go back to your word processor. Ladies and computer. gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Mr. Paul laying it down to the big man. Yeah. I and again, if anything shows, it should be that I'm a very fair weather fan about this stuff. And I think you should yeah, watch I, the lore videos on YouTube. The lore do you is think great. That'll, uh, yeah, you think lore that'll add another so little to yeah. it? Yeah, at There's, least it's yeah. the reason. My arguments for why Game of Thrones took so off. So I found out that uh, what's her face uh, became some sort of undead monster, the Stark mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I was yes. like, oh, that would have been so freaking cool. Oh, they don't like fantasy. Did, did you not hear that interview? Well, Those man, idiots. I know because they're stupid in the brains. Yeah, you know? I, I couldn't wait for Star Wars for it to be set on Earth when, and there'd be nothing. You know, Force involves throwing rocks yeah, at each other. right, right. You know... They take the whole show to build a lightsaber, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, you should, uh, you should look at the lore, because my whole thing of why I think Game of Thrones really captured um, the, the not so much mainstream, but why nerds love it so much yeah. is because... The, the boobs has, and whatnot. Right. Well, it's... Uh, well, the books... Uh, What's this virtual th- boobs there? There, that's true. Uh, <laughs> literary for, your word, for your word brand. Yeah, it's it's literary boobs. Uh, right. Uh, the lore literary. is the biggest lore out of any fantasy series like ever. Yeah. Ever the lore. There's like so much lore that oh, with all the different houses. Not so much in terms Digest of like someone's lifetime of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah, it's it's well, that's the thing. The fantasy elements are so sparse. Right, very like, low fantasy. Right, but the, that's all, my passion, Paul. Yeah, it's very good. It's I would look at the lore, the lore videos on YouTube. Any world in which you know a, a manticore is just like a little beetle, that's a world that I want to adventure yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, there's it's stuff. Neat. That's there's, just right. There's stuff. There's stuff like dragons that. are sh- like big explodey bladders. That sort yeah, of thing. You should you should uh, watch the lore videos. But yes, right. uh, House of Dragon Fair two, She Hulk two. The similarities are they both had drop offs, but one started much lower, so it has it's falling. Sure, you know. Further, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, which is decided to be history's greater villain. I'm gonna go with she. I'm gonna bet the house on she. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bet cross there. It's a cucumber. And then, uh, are you ready for this week? Uh, we have a magic release. Well, this I was week. just gonna say, talking. Yeah. To, we were talking fantasy. Uh, of course, one cannot help but note 
this very weekend is the pre-release. Yes, Paul? Yes, um, Tell the good Dominaria people. United, he said. Uh, Pretty sure it's the title. It, it involves those Dominaria. crazy old Phyrexians. It's definitely Dominaria. So, so uh, we figured we'd 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 bring up the the beloved uh, pastime of of magic, the gathering, certainly to the delight of our our extended magic family, uh, the magic cards. So uh, the first thing to mention right up, right off the bat is uh, this pre-release. If all goes well, should be of great note. For it will mark my return to the the forum of magic play. I can't wait to see it. In this. a competitive environment. Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. For you, the faithful, let us hope that we can get this episode up quickly enough. That you shall know that this episode is my heraldic return to the world of competitive magic. Uh, I will indeed be a part of this pre-release. Tournament and uh, truly hell's own rage shall fall upon my foeman. Glory, yeah, unto Anubis. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. No, um, I'm fascinated. I, I, you know, I, we'll, we'll talk about our, our history with 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 the time honored game of Magic: The Gathering. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 we have such a lovely community at the store. I said, yeah, there's no reason I shouldn't come on in and start hanging about a bit more. This is, these are the customers I don't see as being only the weekend man. So it's a nice way to see the other side of the fence. Mm. And uh, magic's always a fun pickup. So yeah, it was compelling enough. And the, the game enjoys a bizarre vitality that is equal parts enjoyable and horrifying. Oh, I mean, like... Is that fair? Is that a safe statement to make? That's fair. I mean, I... I mean, horrifying played... isn't evil or monstrous. No, 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 not in that, not in that no, sense. No, 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 not no, no. I offer it as a neutral judgment. Yeah, just in the sense Horrifying. Of... So, you know that gnarled tree that all the kids say the devil bit? And that's why it'll never grow right? Yeah, I hate that tree. Yeah, me too. Doesn't mean the tree's evil, right? Right. I mean, that's that's what I'm likening it and on to. And just because Wizards is like a horribly run company and they need to really Well, see, I was trying sold. to be diplomatic. No, uh, My gnarled tree was trying to avoid. No, no, I'm never going to work for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, okay. So I'm not really worried about it. Okay, okay. Uh, but... Oof. But, I've, I mean, I've stopped playing... Sorry, Wizards, my best friends. <laughs> yes. Sorry for the Paul. I stopped playing uh, about over 10 years ago regularly. Uh, and I even longer. Uh, and I just really play an arena to keep track of what's going on in the store. I mean, I do like magic. Yeah. But um, I don't really have... I have a commander deck. So you said no. you stopped playing about 10 years ago, but what sets were the sets that fueled you and how often... You know, what was your level of commitment to the oh, game? Oh, I remember uh, Shards of Alara... Uh, the original Innistrad, that era, like all the yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Um, all the um, uh, Eldrazi. The Eldrazi's were like the biggest thing okay. ever. I'm saying that more for the listeners' benefit because uh, I, that's the time that I jump well. Over. Oh, and, and I was <laughs> continue, with, yeah, continue. And I, and I see, I was a so kid. I was genuinely curious. Yeah, because I was a kid when it came out in the '90s, and my first magic set that I was exposed to at school was uh, Ice Age. Which is like what ninety? Well, that was like five. That was early on. Yeah, I might be. I was. I was definitely in Mount Carmel. I was so. of college age. Yeah. Because as much as Paul tries to enforce this narrative that I am not like ninety years older than him, 
we are divided by only a handful of years. Well, I mean, so yes, I I was but a, a waif myself. Yeah, and then I didn't just setting foot upon the roads of man. And I didn't really start playing it again until like Shards of Alara. Yeah, and that was regularly. Uh, but now we're doing, you know, Commander, for everybody who doesn't know, it's a different format. Uh, Magic, you usually play with 60 cards. Commander, you play with 100 cards. It's like having a little army. Yeah, and uh, in Magic, uh, a normal, in a standard game of Magic, you could have four of uh, the same card in a 60-card deck. In Commander, it's only one of each card, except for lands, which we wanted to get into. And for the yeah, it appeals to me to play almost exclusively in that format. Yeah, people it, love it. It's a nice, it's a nice spin on the game. Wizards can't figure out how to really get their hands around it in right. terms of monetize and, and making it legal. They have their stupid version it's called Brawl. And we'll just kind of sort it all into weird well, cubes have, and charge well, variable right. they rates. Have, based, they have, yeah, they have Brawl, which is just standard in Commander format. Right. So you have you play with the last two years worth of sets. Right. In your Commander deck, but then you're supposed to read. You know, you have to. A much it. more casual spirit in terms of structure compared to like uh, when I had my shop, for example. But I, I'll hold off on on too much. Oh, of I that. mean, there's no more. Yeah. There's no more magic professional. I know there is. Don't. Well, that's at the me, thing. And I, I suppose no more... we could jump to that to, to open with because I, yeah. I I would quickly mention that of course. Uh, before uh, the Rat's Nest was Rat's Nest Studios, the Rat's Nest was the Rat's Nest, my gaming store that I owned and operated in bucolic Naugatuck, Connecticut for five years back at the open of the new millennium. And uh, it, it's something we really haven't talked about a whole heck of a lot in, in the, uh, yeah, the, the podcastery because those wounds run deep. And uh, I, every every day... Was a battle through hell? No, it's not true. It just says never. We've never really edged into gaming, and here we are in Magic Town. Uh, <clears throat> during that time, of course, Magic was a huge part of my life. But even before then, uh, I came into Magic when Revised was coming out. So for me, very early in the beginning. For, for me, yeah, it was third edition is what we called right. it for the longest time. Right. Um, for me, that was late in the game for the, the climate that I was coming into. Because by then, there was already the magic uh, community, or a version of it that has continued to evolve and exist today. For those who don't know, we should play it as some larger service if we're going to have a larger conversation about it. Uh, magic the Gathering is a collectible card game. The basic idea would be that uh, two opponents each represent a wizard who have uh, taken to duel. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, they're two planeswalkers. Yeah, they're not wizards. That's true. We, we could get sued. Before we, we? Get su- before we get a million emails. Two casters of magic called planeswalkers as they traverse the multiverse of Dominaria, uh, a, a series of bubble existences informed by a brilliant original storyline. Glavin. <laughs> um, yeah, two guys throw spells at each other until one's a winner, one's a loser. Everything you throw potentially hurts the other guy or creates a win condition. Uh, when you buy into the game, you buy enough cards to build your own deck under a series of deck building rules, and there are a variety of, of rules of very easy entry that allow one to really pick up the game within 10 minutes uh, of uh, shuffling up it's, their first it's deck. It's by far the easiest card game I've ever seen. Compared it's, to, like, it, even Pokemon, it's It's, it's the vanilla very, standard. Very easy. And within that standard, there is uh, the, the, the Matrix and, and the weird mentalities that guide it. 
are a beautiful uh, pay-to-play machine. Uh, it is what it is, and it will survive as long as people love it, and there's no indicator that the love has gone away. Uh, I have a friend of mine who was convinced it was going to crash and burn, like, ten years ago, and he is shocked and disgusted that it's yeah, going strong. Let me tell you, man. Magic hurt him, I think. That's why. But You know, we I think we talked about this on air. I'm not positive. You know, when I, I was discussing with you, you know, my, my complicated affection or lack thereof for, for gaming as an entity. Uh, tabletop, that is. Um, you know, the one that I've had some measure of involvement in. Uh, one of my issues uh, that I found was that a lot of the, the frustration that buzzes in the, the gaming world comes from a sense of gatekeeping or inclusion with certain narratives. And one of those, those gaming elements you see that buzz around especially is what tone certain long-standing franchises should uh, be putting out in this day and age. And of course Dungeons & Dragons has turned into something that I don't recognize anymore and had no emotional connectivity to. And I realized now that's good because in whatever form it's in now, it can now survive the test of time. It's it's evolved into what its fan base has evolved into. So good. And I've never, I'm not a huge D&D player, so I can't, uh, I've only played like once in high school, so I can't say anything. Yeah, it's not good or bad. It's just a different animal. So understand this doesn't come with any, I'm not being condescending. I realize that any frustration I might have had in not being able to connect shouldn't engender any frustration. Just a sense of like, well, then obviously I can play whatever version I want to play. You know, I, I can go back to it. And then realizing, no, nah, I just kind of, that's something to let go. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have so many yeah. other ways to scratch that itch. So at varying times, that's been my relationship with magic that I've, I've backed away from it to and fro. And I find that the modern state of it, now when I, I came up, it was during the formation of you know, the grand uh, leagues of professional play and all that, you know, where th- people were, you know, it, it, in the 90s when there was a nerd verve in the air that you knew you could throw money at it and yield some sort of profit, just nobody knew how. We saw the professional leagues. We saw people becoming wealthy playing yes. this game. Yeah, yeah. And so magic turned into something that it initially perhaps was not intended. It was no longer a friendly game. There was a mechanical, very computized, very central matrix of play that dominated. And things became, in, in my mind, less than appealing around the time of uh, the end of the Mirrodin block for me, design-wise. Okay. But I still, obviously, I, I carried the game in my store and continued through it. You know, the, the professional uh, wins would continue me in other directions. And it was a time that I, among various other things, much like Dungeons and Dragons, I said, you know, as this thing just turns into a competition-fed mechanical kind of matrix that doesn't have room for, I'm going to make my infinite combo beeble deck that generates monkeys and, and feeds them to the beebles, and, and, and then I can cast a wish. You know, the, the silly kind of combo, zany, yeah. self-made which which stuff. I, which you really can't do now, which and is part of the problem. Sure, yeah. that there's no room for it now, but it was jarring to see it go away yeah. then. Yeah, oh yeah. Because there was something very edgelordy <laughs> about so much of the spirit of the game then. That it's just like, nah, it's not my thing anymore, so I let it go. But the difference being magic's ever-changing. Magic ever meets uh, kind of the spirit of its day. And in today's kind of app-informed gaming, as, you know, the all-inclusive gaming narrative goes, yeah, it's stronger than ever. Yeah, it's it's crazy how... uh 
how big it is. In its mechanized it's, fashion, it's kind of appealing. It's well, become it, the wintergreen ice cream. Yeah, and, and I swear, though, it was. It seemed more popular 10 years ago. Now I have a hamster. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how it's exceeded those levels. I'm, I'm maybe just more casual play. It, you know, because it, there is no more professional circuit. That's right. And all that's of it is on and, arena. And, and, okay, there, so like, there are... The reason I wanted to spit out that preamble was to open with this, Paul, and I think you're the man to ask. With the removal of a professional league structure by which hundreds of thousands of dollars were potentially going to open them up to liability on various fronts. So everything had to be a a mechanical matrix, right? Yeah. Because for for any one of a million reasons as a result of creating this environment. Paul, you remove that. Why are things even more, you know, mechanically stringent? I, you know so what I mean? I, so I don't know. A more and, casual and, spirit and before, should result. Yeah, and before anybody comes, the problem is, is that like the, the Less professional, the professional scene exists, but it's only through their qualifiers and through Arena, the uh, app game. Right. It's no longer through it's your so your planeswalker points, through your stores or whatever. The game's bigger than it ever was, and that is so small. Yeah. It's uh, and it's just I'm assuming greed. They found out it was cheaper just to destroy the professional scene Still, to do this. this um, is, there's a reason this business is so successful. I, well, the, the problem is reinvest this, people. This is this is the thing about uh, corporate entertainment is that Cruel. they do not stop what they're doing. Especially if they're making money. Exactly. They do not stop. And even when they're losing money of Warner Brothers, they don't stop sometimes <laughs> either. Uh, I mean, now they are because they have an adult in the room. Mm-hmm. But um, Magic, I've heard this from my customers. I've heard it from friends of mine, colleagues of mine. Hasbro or Wizards will not change a thing at the minimum until they lose money. Correct. And that is not not with – they're definitely not mo- losing money this year. Um, I next year is uh, Lord of the Rings is going into it. They're doing a Magic the Gathering set with set in Middle Earth. That will not lose money, right? So I, you know, you're looking. That's two years of guaranteed profit, right? So I, Magic is for for me. It's great because I make money. Uh, <laughs> but for anybody who wants like serious changes, uh, this is that's the path. Not happening. Yeah, and it's one of those cases of, and I say it all the time. You know, whenever we're perceived as complaining about the stuff or or being too harsh, it, it's not complaint, right? Because you're going to stay with this stuff. You love it. It's 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 part of your climate. It's your world. It's your thing. It's your happy place. It's whatever it is for you. It's your totem. And uh, you know, you don't want to have that sense of being alienated from your thing. And. I take a certain level of comfort from the fact that I now see it as just this mechanical motherboard of progression. So, yeah, for that reason, I can go back to it because I don't feel like it's just, I don't feel like it's plotting against me. Well, no, and you could play, especially with It wants me to play as casually as I want. Especially, I mean, you're, you're coming for the pre-release, which for every Indeed, I am. Um, but you, with Commander, you use cards from the entire uh, and that's the thirty year history. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so there's no one block to be forced into. Yeah, it's, I mean this weekend nice you're, you're be this weekend's for, its own animal. Yeah, uh, it's understood. But um, yeah, I don't know. Magic is definitely uh, it's changed. I don't know if it's for the better or not, but it's, right. it's definitely changed a lot. So yeah, I'll take a few steps toward the community. It's been a while, and uh, it, it's always been fun. I. Things were very gangster in those early days. I remember. I yeah. remember. I remember yeah. how like anti was a was a questionable uh, mechanic. My favorite deck of all time was my anti deck, a red anti deck, 
and it had any and all of the anti-affecting cards. You should now, explain what anti is. Yes, yeah. you are correct. Uh, <clears throat> when the game was conceived of, and in my mind, the purpose of the game, uh, one of the aspects of the game that withered away very early on was the idea of playing for anti, that you and your opponent would cut each other's deck, remove a card, and you were playing for permanent ownership of that card. So early on, there were a smattering of cards that would allow you to affect new conditions in the game unless your opponent would then, say, concede or take damage or allow you some insane liberty uh, or throw more cards into the ante. So I, the deck's purpose, it had every card that I could possibly have worked out in my, in my most effective little mesh of uh, artifact red and a little touch of white. And there was one glorious morning that it worked perfectly. I had a stack of cards in my opponent's ante. My own you monster. sat in the shadows. It was a moment of glorious villainy. The board was littered with little critters, Tempest of Freets. Ah, uh, my sweet Tempest of Freets. Uh, and uh, the card at the core of all of it that was causing my opponent such anxiety was a Rock Hydra. And uh, it was when the Rock Hydra was leaving us. It left around that edition. It was reprinted afterwards, so whatever. But at any rate, he was really feeling the fact that that's on the stack. And uh, I, I wound up winning that competition, and uh, he didn't talk for a long time. He had to leave the basement, go breathe, and I assumed he'd be coming back with a shotgun. Yeah, I would imagine. He did not, but his head was wet. So one way or another, that head had been soaked, and his face was bright red. Good deal soaked chest. I said, well, not a monster. I'll trade it all back to you. Uh, just give me back my... Because that was the caveat with all the uh, anti-affecting cards. Was yeah. They then got to keep whatever the, a lot of those well, cards they, did. Right, 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 right. So I said, give me back all my little anti-babies and I'll keep one of the cards and any one of them except for the Hydra that I know you're No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. He laughs. He, uh, you, you know what? I, I appreciate that you said this. You take the rock hydra. I take all. You get the other ones back. Just take that one. And you know, just to make. No, that's the reverse of making a point. You're, right, you're, you're right. doing the reverse of making a point. I'm trying to help you make the point. And uh, you know, I, as it turns out, he, I don't think we ever really cared for each other's company. But we hung out together for many and, years. And, and this is why. And uh, those Auntie, are the kind of memories magic is bringing back for me. <laughs> and this is why Auntie. Uh, Rich, was I want that whole story set to the most beautiful music you can possibly <laughs> conceive of. Do you want me to? Thank oh, you. Thank you. Put in a meow, dude. Yeah. I feel like that'd be funny. I don't know. Right. Why, I don't but... want the you the use of that word to be sexualized in any way. American, I don't know, Bulgaria. You said it too. Oh, I thought we were were in the editing. I thought we were in the editing editing phase. No. This thing never ends. It's like the Truman Show. I pulled back the curtain too much. I thought that's that's what we were doing. I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) no. Everyone is laughing right now in the sports bars that are dedicated to the Truman Show like existence that we engender. Did you like that movie, Paul? I did like Truman Show. I did too. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I we. we I, I, I think we, were, we all oh, agree. Good. 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 Yeah. Very good. Uh, uh, but th- yeah, with magic though. When he sang into the mirror, I liked his little art style with the soap. The soap. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's pretty good. Who hasn't sang Space Oddity? 
Not while drawing with soap. That's very well, you clumsy. got back into magic though before this set. You were buying. Oh, some I popped D&D in here stuff. and there. I well, my my actually when I came back from hated South Dakota about a year and a half ago, I saw how the game had changed. Uh, you know, hanging out at the store, obviously, and you know, with what friends, my gaming friends, that actually kept half a foot with magic. I'd mocked them all incessantly when it was the farthest thing from my radar. But coming back and then being around the community again. So, oh, I like a lot of the weird, hinky, new little mechanics. I like the Planeswalker stuff. I like the fact that the the more narrative game of Commander is now what so what many people playing. are playing. Yeah. Uh, I've never liked the modern aesthetic of the storylines. I don't like the whole... I don't think anybody does. ...that fantasy take. You know, I, I liked the frontier-level anything-goes style of, like, the Legends era... Where you had Phil Foglio art of, uh, you know, Sir Isaac Newton on a card. And then the next Albert Einstein. Some, yeah, and then Albert Einstein on another Masters of the Universe. And, uh, but then you'd have the Lord of the Pit. You know, there was no one style, even though there were these whispers of a story that inflamed the imagination. You know, the first expansion was Arabian Nights. They, you know, they, they, nobody's thinking about multiverses. You know, it's just fantasy for its own sake. Well, do you know, what do you think and, of the other... And, and then the, the, the Brothers' War became what it did in um, Antiquities. And that's where you have the birth of the magic storyline, of course. What are your thoughts on, I like when they did, like, their fairy tale set, which is like Thrones of Eldraine. So they would have fairy. They would have a card called like blonde girl, and it's Goldilocks. You know, or something. Well, see, like, I would rather it's Goldilocks. That's me. Oh, they can't do that. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, they can't do. You know why? Almighty trademark. Is you, yeah, you can't. Isn't trademark. there enough of a, a verve or a swing on the public nope. domain? No, because if you, go, I if look you, to the world of pornography. If call you, your next set a parody. No, no, no. You, you can, can use anything. No, you could do it. No, you misunderstand. You could call your card Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yes. You're not protected. So that means you could have, anyone can make that same exact card. You're not, like, the company is not I protected see. from that. So it would no so longer, ah, make money. this is a wrinkle of, of IP ownership that I, yes. a yeoman who, who says in matters of business, you take care of all the business, yeah. do not understand. Yeah. Very good, That's, sensei. It's why uh, it's why if you guys go on Redbox or or Netflix, you'll see like Thor movies that look almost exactly like the MCU Thor. Right. Because Thor is not protected. Right. So they can't argue. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I literally. I, as, as much as I wouldn't care. I'd say no, I'd no. say full steam sure, ahead. But see, but, but yeah, with companies. with the the positioning of magic yeah, as a brand and identity, I could see. It. Yeah, like they could do a king. Eh, so it's could, still annoying. They could do a King Arthur card, but then somebody else. See, will I make believe one. I believe that we should all look to Fortnite in all things. Well, they pay uh, those in, in in business. Yeah, and otherwise. well, they pay those people. Eh, uh, public domain. Just go wild. Do, does that mean we could change the name of the show to Thor Presents Infinite Geek Talk? I mean, if you wanted to, my not my uh, non legal advice because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> uh, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, but that is my understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, Ratsman Studios own uh, Rich Johnson yes. uh, revealing the the surprise of our our new production credit. For indeed, this is Thor's favorite podcast. Yeah. You can hear the thunder. I'm pretty sure I'm good. I'm pretty sure I'm good with IP law, like 80% of IP law. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> throw that out there. Oh, but, we are not worthy. The Paul hammer falls. As, yeah, Paul Santos Esquire. You just made my father and mother very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Some level of gravitas has been brought to my fraud for these many years. Thank you, Paul. 
But uh, yeah, I like those. They did uh, the Caldehyde was all the Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eldraine was all this uh, I like, fairy tales. I like the uh, streets of uh, the, the recent one, the, the New streets Capenna? of New Capenna. Gangster yes. magic. That, that's up my alley. Gangster magic. I, I enjoy that, that aesthetic. Where, where Halo is ground up angel powder. It's adorable. Yeah, that's fine. And I, and I love the, the modern take on devils as these wacky little characters. Like hot stuff devils? Les hot like stuff devils, hot exactly. Stuff for everybody who reads comics, he's that little devil guy. I love that kid. Yeah, it looks like Richie Rich if he was a devil. Look, I've said it before. When when Casper, when, when my devil. when my vile grandfather was bringing me home my weekly payola of comic books and I was praying that it was the pornography for children that is Betty and Veronica. All oh, right. Uh, the, 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 it was a while before I ever wanted a superhero book to get through the the membrane of the books that really mattered. Oh, to interesting. Me. And the next on that ladder to my heart uh, after the Betty and the Veronica, and then I suppose all of their suitors. You know, you, you had the Archie books as sort of the veil on the two of them, but I needed to see them in a bikini, and then the world was good. Have you ever seen what um, Archie looked like in his first appearance? Oh, scary. That freaking, freaking monster. Do you know how many prostitutes he gored what to death with that fang? Yeah, that is. That, that is a prehistoric egg tooth, man. That, that, is, that is spooky. And it was the first. It's that, that is Stegron level bull, and man. Betty's before Veronica, right? And uh, she looked, seri oh. uh, she looked uh, normal. And she, uh, she, she did. And, then, and, and she has monster that monster. Correct. Of Archie Andrews just being. I am uh, egg tooth Andrews. Yeah. I've come to name. He's terrifying. Pep. There's nothing Pep peppy about him. number one? There. That sounds right. So, uh, Archie, that was, was, was top of it. I also loved the, the universe. Well, I, I, I kind of buried the, the whole Casper Harvey family, really, was going to be the next level of my engagement. I didn't care about any one of them until the first time young Keith Field saw that they all lived together in the same world. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, suddenly yeah. I had my favorite continuity. Yeah. Five-year-old Keith Field was all about betting on the Harvey universe. And there, there, you got Richie Rich, history's greatest villain, <laughs> yeah. on his compound of monstrosity, where he's wiping his ass with, with, with uh, $500 bills. Outside of which there is a woodland filled with devils and goblins and ghosts and horrors, and everybody acknowledges each other. There, there's a larger world which has an inordinately uh, large total of places that are named after money in it, because the only people that really go there are Richie Rich and his family. But there's a world out there, and it's full of supervillains, and there's one, its name is Dr. Erg, and his head is a giant red light bulb, and he's the scariest thing you'll ever see. Uh, but yeah, they're there, and that, that fat kid, uh, what was Little Lotta? And into Baby Huey, I assume they took Baby to Huey lovers, yeah. lovers in time. I, I but, but Wendy the Little Witch and Spooky the the, the creepy little immigrant ghost and <laughs> and <laughs> and his cousin Casper, of course, and the three men who abused him. I and uh, and then you had Wendy, his his chaste girlfriend, who goes on to be very hot, if I'm to believe the Rule Thirty Four corners of the internet, and uh, all the rest. Now, uh, do you know that when The Simpsons made the joke about Richie Rich being the ghost, uh, Casper being the ghost of uh, Richie Rich, that was like a huge it, fan it, cannon? Sorry, everyone, but Keith can tell you as a historian of did they three meet? years of their continuity. No, they've met. They, okay. they're, they're in a shared universe. Because yes. I remember when people that happened, people went nuts. Wizards was like, oh, my God, they've acknowledged hey, uh, yeah, this, Grow up, nerds. This thing, yeah. I was in the trenches. That's where I earned my stripes. 
God love him. But yeah, hot stuff. He's an adorable little devil. Yeah. And he hated everyone, but he 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 had a heart of gold, that that's, little, that little that's, rascal. And, and that's the other problem with magic, is that they never see So seen... those are the, now the devils of magic, as opposed to the apparently racially insensitive stone-throwing devils oh, of my yeah, infancy. Oh, yeah, those are... Yeah, woo! Mankind saved! Uh, Stone-throwing devils was a card that no one ever cared about. I think it was introduced in Arabian Nights, uh, but it was yeah, reprinted a bunch of times because it's a useless oh, well. stink card. Uh, but apparently, it, it, and it was a devil, you know, summon devil was the card type. And uh, I, I guess the idea of stone-throwing is a thing... Or devils, or those two are potentially an offensive uh, term to someone somewhere. Uh, all I know is that if they come in the store, I have to legally destroy them. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they shall be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For I will not die on this hill of stone-throwing devils because these adorable new, you know, clute-style cutie right. devils. That, that's my bee's knees. As soon as they give me one in the garter belt, well, magic will have won me back entirely. Oh, no, they don't do that that's stuff That's just anymore. saucy enough for me. They don't do that stuff anymore. No, it's a sexless game. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, well. they went from uh, pretty... Average amount of sex in the game. To yes. Zero. Negative zero. It's for the best. It's yeah. for the best. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Keith Charles Field here. I don't care what you do on your own time, but, but keep your naughtiness to yourself. And, and especially out of your, your, your magic gamery. We're all getting far oh, too the, comfortable with our filth and I'm going to tell filthery. you, uh, the magic crowd has said that you are a serial killer because you have three names. I was waiting for you to bring it up. Bring well, it up it's again. one of many reasons. Yes. Uh, I mean... <laughs> all the bodies. I mean, those, those cats. I, I've always wondered if people thought that I had a three-beat serial killer name. I'm so happy. Yes. No, apparently I was informed of that uh, today, L I Listen, think, or maybe yesterday. What I like about that is this. If it did turn out that I was a serial killer, people will say, yeah, it's of no surprise to anyone. He had one of those three-beat serial That's killer true. names. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. I gave me myself this forum I have, I have to give this chilling recording that will be played on any number of different YouTube channels in the in the, the weeks and days that will come. I have a list of people for you to if you go that route. Okay, just do me I solid, confirm or deny nothing. Do, do me solid. Keith Charles Field <laughs> confirms or denies nothing. But but uh, you know we'll see. We'll see what becomes of this little spec now, script. We'll turn into real life. No, I will say that uh, the magic crowd. Dun, dun, dun. The magic crowd is also less uh, toxic now than when I was playing. When I was playing, oh, these seem like lovely people. I mean, they, there are at least three or four personalities that seem to be very disturbing. <laughs> I won't say which though; that'll engender me to this crowd I'm coming yes. into. Um, but guess was it, which ones you are? Was that in your case back in the '90s? I feel oh, like it, it, was it was much worse. It was, it was much such worse. a cultural blend, but the the problematic community ran high, and because it was such a wild west flavor that still was coming out of a general aggressive attitude that included things like playing for ante. Uh, we never really closed the point on ante. Ante went away fast. Because if you're playing yeah. for ante, that's gam gambling, kids. Yeah, legally. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why it's you're legally gambling at that point. And, legally, and it, it proved unpopular gambling. once the collectability of these things kicked in. You know, oh, yeah. People didn't want to be giving away these cards once the speculator market, well, not even speculator market, but the, I'll, I'll call it a necessity boom occurred, and yeah. these things became very prized. And maybe I'm thinking of a unsanctioned card, but... Prized there, is, in my day, lunatic insane in the current day. Isn't there an anti thing where you rip up the card? That might uh, have been unsanctioned card, where you anti and you have to destroy it. Well, what you, there were destroy cards, there were also, the there was always the mythical idea of the Iron Man magic tournament. Oh, you told me that. Which, as I that. recently told you, I, I have only heard of being thrown or, or run once in our state. 
and that was at a vaunted organization. I speak, of course, of the alluded to and now struck back in uh, reference to original Rat's Nest for on my, I believe it was third anniversary day of celebration, we ran an Iron Man Magic Tournament. It was won by uh, then fixture of the Rat's Nest, an, an old friend uh, who you knew from school, Mr. Gary Stanger. Oh, yeah. Uh, who um, uh, he uh, bellied up to the bar along with only, I believe, three other players. Uh, one of them was probably Sweet Drew S. I couldn't tell you the rest. But there were like 20 people gawking. For in that time, I won't suggest these were the alphas among the wolves, but they were the most polished among the sure, turds. Sure. They were bold enough to step forward and say, yes, I prepared a deck specifically for Iron Man Magic. For those of you who aren't in the know, if a card is destroyed, it is physically destroyed. That is the difference between it and normal magic. And Gary emerged the victor. And his award, the reward for this was great. I turned over all of the stores... Uh, built decks. They were all proven. They were my personal decks. They were filled with cards from every era and every level of collectability. And I remember one of the most beta of the beta fish swimming up to me in a sense of rage. Well, if I knew that the prize was going to be so lucrative, then perhaps I would have prepared a deck of all disposable garbage cards. I'm going to choose to believe that sounds exactly like that person. <laughs> uh, anyone who lived through this history, Paul, I think would indeed testify that yes, that was an exceptional impersonation. And my answer was, and that is exactly why you didn't. And, and so sure that I in no way taught this man troll anything. It was one to grow on for the ages. So yes, Iron Man magic, and it should be that again. I want to burn every card before yours, weeping eyes. I feel like now is a good time to say once again that che that Keith Charles Field's opinions are not those of Infinite Heroes. Let or the cards Paul, be burned the moment they are touched yeah. by the hands of men. <laughs> now it should be fun to tinker around with it again. Now, um, Obviously, I, I just said a few moments ago, I, I approved of the game as a thing, as a, a thing of living art, as a thing that spoke my language more. When it was all Albert Einstein and, and wacky, uh, and there was no one narrative, and things like Urza and Mishra were just sort of these little lore whispers that you could start to understand the coolness of, hey, look, another Sangir card, or... Oh, that's cool. Look, Yabavima. You know, the, these themes would come, but there, it was never... And so the weatherlight took to the open skies and squeeb. Goblin Nabob said something silly. Yay. The lean into a marketable comic book-like narrative. I mean, it's worse now. Now it's, I mean, I, you would kill for weatherlight right now if you knew the continuity now, of Paul, this freaking game. Now, Paul, my intention, and my intention, anyone who cares who's listening to this thing as it happens is to never try ever to learn any of the lore I don't They've care. Had their own crisis. That'll make the game better for They've me. They've had their own crisis. Oh my god, that's disgusting that. to me. Yeah, they had their own crisis. <laughs> so reboots, there was recycles. A, I think at least two, uh, one for sure, possibly more. Oof. Yeah. Nothing matters. Uh, but the but there is one person who was through everything. I think it's Teferi. I was going to say, is Someone, it Karn? No, or, no, Or is it one of the no, Mary Sues? So if it's Teferi, yeah. it's a Mary Sue. Yeah. Yeah, I hated everything they ever did with their story. I, I, no, I liked what the creator of the game, Richard Garfield, did when he imparted his little drifty D&D &D lore onto the first nozzle of my era of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. As it evolved into something that supported novels and a community of, of interested folk. Make no mistake, their, their vote matters more than, than mine. I, I'm not suggesting that I'm right and they're wrong. 
though I think we all know the answer to that. Um, yeah, I just I, I, I don't enjoy that kind of fantasy story. No, I don't think anybody does. I mean, they're pretty, really no, so no, it is unpopular. All, nobody nobody likes the lore. Good, I, you're all with me then. I don't. Know, I thought I was Gollum living alone in the swamps eating fingers or I, whatever the hell he ate. I don't know if there's maybe a, there might be like one or two people at the store that are lore people. Ah. Uh. But I, I'm not even positive what, what, about that. Eh, probably angle them toward the sun. No, oh, well, again, <laughs> just uh, in case. opinions and comments are not no, those no, no, of no. Infinite yeah, Heroes. They, they might be adorable and welcome members of the extended family, but just tilt them toward the sun. Uh, but yes, I, I'm. You know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this weekend. And I will be there on Friday. Excellent. So I'll Excellent. see you uh, crush everybody. I'm assuming. Oh well, I. That's the thing, Paul. I. I you've you've tried to move me into the form of competition. Uh, Rich, cue up some sweet flowery music. Oh man. Okay. Hello, everyone. Keith Field here. Not Keith Charles Field, the murderer, but Keith Field, <laughs> the friend of humanity. Listen, Chubbs. Uh, fact is, yes, I'm very good at the things I'm good at, but... Daddy, I'm all about building friendships, relationships, the joy of battle. So when you tell me that I should be out there murdering all those poor children in the competitive Fortnite leagues, no, Paul. Because as Oscar Schindler once taught us all, real power is not taking the shot. Paul, like Oscar Schindler has taught me. I don't think he took a shot. You know, so that informs such considerations. I don't look to crush anyone. I'm going to suggest to you that no, perhaps I will be humbly thrashed in the first round. But Paul, experience is a teacher. If experience has taught me anything, chances are blood and fire shall follow in my wake. Yeah. God save you all, you miserable you get out of my way and you make sure you smell right. That's right. I went there. We don't have that problem either at the store. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no. Thank God. All that right. Was a, I'm, I'm, we've lucked out. Woo! We have all the good... I'm, I'm not saying this... That was nine-tenths of why we're talking about magic, was so that I could get a nice competitive fire going and then say, Paul, are these people going to smell? Because if they're going to smell, then my path back to magic is not taking me through the store that I love so right. much and call my second home. Uh, third, I'll say third. Yeah, there's an, there's other people that could their feelings sure, be hurt. Sure, sure, I get it. Any there's an employer, there's friends, uh, there, there there's the the play that was Stu Leonard's. <laughs> oh, sweet IKEA. You still go to Stu so, Leonard's? Oh, I go to Stu yeah. Leonard's at least once a month. It's, it's my happy place. Are I, they selling Pokemon cards yet? And, well, everybody else seems according to whoever <laughs> is eavesdropping and feels the need to engender themselves into a transaction that they shouldn't feel the need to engender themselves into. Uh, yeah, there are these reports of them in supermarkets. I have finally seen one. Oh, I told you, yeah. So that I could say, yeah, and here's what they are. It's just a slim pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a slim pack. It's of less than a normal booster's worth of cards. And if experience is a teacher, it's probably a limited circuit feed. So you're not going to get the kind of distribution it's, that makes buying from that pool of distributed it's also, reprints. It's also two-year-old uh, uh -huh. two sets. So it's a garbage nobody, loop nobody of phased-out yeah. material. So uh, no, it's not really an answer. Uh, but if you're just looking for something for baby to teeth on, it's an option. I will say Magic is also in that pool now where even that supply chain. Well, that's that's the getting, negative, and I you know definitely allocated. Now. Yeah, and that's kind of where I wanted to to, to, to kind of guide you is. 
the thing I didn't have to deal with at my store, make no mistake, I was, so let me say that I had had a long history with the game comparative to when I opened my store. I opened my store in 2000 and I sold the operation in 2005. Uh, let me, this is the first time I can publicly state, let me point out as I have many times over the years, uh, uh, the organization that may or may not have resulted from the ashes, quote unquote, uh, of the Rat's Nest organization bears no affiliation, uh, identity, uh, uh, or identifier or bond other than the transfer of remaining stock. Thank you. Direct all questions to God. Because the, whatever abomination rose, bore none of my blood or flesh. However, uh, 2005 was when I said goodbye and some sort of monstrosity said hello. That, that sounds awfully damning. Uh, an interesting series of anecdotes I mean, would result in my, the passing I mean, of my they're organization. Gone. They're gone. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not around. Certainly, yeah. certainly. I just kind of wanted to establish uh, whatever may have resulted uh, had nothing to do with me. This all sounds far too ominous. I, I don't know that it will make entertaining podcastery. Well, I, will, uh, I think you're trying to say I that you should you just play the, the song Spanish Flea uh, on a circuit over top of whatever I say here. It'll make it more palatable and less strange. But I, I, yeah, I, so anyway, I ran a, a very successful gaming store for five years, and Magic was a much different game then, and I understood how pricing worked then, because I understood how the market worked oh, then, man, and now it's as if some terrible war has taken place, and, and we're allocating supplies of cards to stores based on the most bizarre criteria you're, you're... in an environment that isn't informed by a competitive market of financial tournament cycles. Yeah, you were, you were, there, I finally got it out. You were genuinely shocked when I informed you Floored, that, that baby. allocation Floored. is Is this thing. Berlin? Is it yeah, 1943? Yeah, but for anybody Is know, it toilet paper? Uh, allocation basically means if I ordered a hundred boxes of magic, I'm not getting it. I'm allocated whatever they, they give it to me. 30 boxes, 50 boxes, whatever they decide. Did we lose a war? Um, also, with the I use a hundred. hundred is a lot of boxes. I don't bring in a hundred. Uh, but you're also capped, right? So let's say your cap is 50. They have an equation where you get a percentage of that 50. Well, that's my question. But if you order like a thousand, how do you kick up the cap? So uh, no one knows. They're very no secret. one They're knows. secretive about everything. Uh, mm. So that means if you order a thousand, your percentage is based off your cap of 50, not your percentage of a thousand. Madre Dios. So it's a very this they, is anti-business. So they've they've this is Earth three listen, man. Listen, they're happy selling to Amazon and the, on the and Walmart and Target. That's, what is their rationale? What is the excuse? There has to be an excuse with this kind of big, insanity. Because they're big boys. No, is that seriously it? Yeah, they're big boys. It's they, that they're the only game they, in town. They're, they're the only ones in town, and they can do whatever they want. You don't like it, they push you into a puddle. Uh, that's all it is. Like, my you know, lord. There's, there's literally, that's the only reason. At least reason. it lacks the hollow pretension of GW, classically. Oh, no, there's. it's not that bad. GW basically is like... The, arrogance, European arrogance. That guy, they basically the should, walk into your, day. should walk into your store and be like, you got a nice store here, be a shame if uh, <laughs> something happened to it. That's, we would that's, like to change the core of your entire organization that we find contemptible in its squatting in the mud Americanness. Right. But no, Wizards, they... Uh, and I subscribe mean, to business practices they, that died in 1874. They want to be a real company. They only want to deal with the Amazons of the world. Correct. And the Correct. Walmarts and Targets. They don't like the fact that the independent card and comic yeah, shop so or it's hobby not, shop... All is the talk the, of supply chain is just that. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, just going to uh, it's going to other places. Because basically, yep. I, mean, this is, I was uh, being in sales and editorial, I've basically seen how a production of 
uh, comics and toys work. Sure. And it's pretty much the same for cards because they're, they're printed material. They get pre-orders of, let's say, a million units, a unit being a box. Mm -hmm. They have a, their million units are locked in. They do an overprint. They print up a million and a half. Two weeks before it comes out, Target goes, oh, no, we screwed up. We need to double our order. Right. Those boxes come from us. Right. They don't come from Walmart or Amazon. Right. They come from the independent stores. Right. That's basically... It's all about volume. Right. Uh, even though we, as far as I was told, I said the hobby shops, card shops, and comic shops combined outsell Amazon and Walmart and Target. Combined. Yeah, but that doesn't speak to the... Uh, correct. We're all 3,000 or whatever, 10,000 little uh, ants compared correct. to, you know, four or five whales. Yep. But that's where the allocation's happening. Uh, and they don't really, they don't go to Walmart or Target and go, hey, guys, can you not do that again? Can you try to get your numbers? They're not, they're never going to do that. Uh, Target and Walmart also always break street dates, which is why my argument that streets, street dates are ridiculous. Yep. I think that the fact that Wizards wastes their time with street dates is insane. When I was hideously addicted to collecting Legos. Oh, sure. They had street dates. Or they, Target they, they do. was always my target in collecting. Right. Because our local targets, Don't. specifically the Bethel and Waterbury, Waterbury targets, care, yeah. do not care. No. So I could always go there a week ahead of time yeah. and get whatever full set I was yeah. looking for. And Magic is worse because, like, I'm not saying this for sure because I'm not going to go to Target between now and Friday. But I'm sure if you went to Target, there'd be Dominaria product in Target. I'm Somewhere there is. Yeah, because in, yeah. that was the thing. Uh, having uh, worked at one of these organizations. Oh, sure. You know, uh, the inside scoop. Uh, yeah. Uh, people would laughingly put out st stock to break street tape. Yeah, I Not believe me. it. I was no stock boy. I believe it. When I when there was a chance that I was going to position to a stock boy, the I left. The only the only thing I know that court, because I've had customers who've worked at Target, is uh, video game or Hollywood or books. Mm -hmm. They will actually fire you for doing that. But that's yeah, because that's there's, more money, there's more money sure, behind it. Makes, it it more, makes sense. You know, it's easier. If you get the newest Zelda game a week early... And you post it on Instagram, that target is more potentially is true. damaging. It's yeah. true. I I do believe in the sort of deaf and far ear of these things to some degree, but yeah, it's well, true. Well, it's different if an employee gets it. But I'm talking about like on the shelf. Yeah, you're that right. Would never, you know. But for Matt, for cards and uh, actually, you know where you're wrong with that. Figures when matter. Lego Dimensions was coming out, I was getting uh, all those sets, and Target sold me all of them early. Yeah, it's just you knew they were going to have yeah. them on hand. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can never find my Target exclusive figures because they are long gone. Yeah. By the time they're supposed to be on their shelf, it's very I, annoying. I just thought it was laughable when they, when Walmart and Target both kind of parallel to each other, announced that they were going into the hobby store business. Oh, yeah. It's and it, it, it was, was the timing of COVID that was another ally beyond just the fantasy of it. You know, because it was right when the COVID, it was like a year later right, COVID hit. Right, right. So it was terrible timing. Just all of the weird steps, well, missteps, and blunders that went into that they've garbage. They threatened to uh, cancel, uh, like, at least well, Walmart. Walmart's done now. Are they done? There's They're no more done. card product? That's They're good. done. They have a Target little gaming not. representation in their toy aisle, and that's but not it. Booster packs. But, but they don't, well, if the, uh, not that I've been able to find, right. but there are things like dice 
there's magic branded and wizard branded product, but it's not the nerd nook. We certainly don't have any comic books for sale, as what they were trying to uh, right, segue right. into. But I know, um, I know, Target, and the pops have been shunted off into the video game area. I know Target, but Target it, has a nerd area still. But all yes. the cards are behind the service sets, correct? Because of Pokemon, no one cares about magic. You can buy but all yeah. the magic out of Target, but you can't do yeah, that for up, Pokemon. Up in the where they just used to have the sports cards and whatnot, they usually have all their magic cards, and it's all commander packs and precons. Yes. For the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and in, in many cases, the torn open husks of those cases. Yes. Oh, Especially at our local Waterbury speak, Target. Speaking of that, too, I'm going to do my uh, G.I. Joe PSA. Oh, PSA. Well, you uh, know what? We're actually coming to the end of the record cycle. So, once again, organically, something happened this episode. Paul is going to give us an organic G.I. Joe right. PSA. Ladies and gentlemen, let it begin. I understand that I'm a store owner, so take that with great. That's my disclosure. I own a retail store. I can verify this. If you see on Instagram or Facebook or even Amazon a box of Pokemon or Magic that a normal online price, let's say, is $100, but you find it for under, say, 90 or 80 or 70 uh, hey, guys, they reseal those. Because, again, people don't realize that... Paul, it, resealing reseal. Is, Why don't you tell me and all of the people out there in listening land what resealing is? So resealing is you buy your Joe Schmo. You buy a box of magic. You open it. You open the packs in a way where you're not damaging the packaging. It is, it's, you could do it. There I'm are not a variety gonna, of I'm different gonna, methods. I'm not here to explain but, it or correct. say I could do it, but it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. You literally... Then take out all the rares or money cards, mm-hmm. and then you replace them with crappy. Correct. You have to buy, you know, you have to do it. It's a lot of volume, but it works. You replace it. You re, you buy a machine that literally reseals the packs. What does that mean? They re-glue them together. The glue is clumsy because it's a hot. It's supposed to be a yep. hobbyist reseal. The patience that even the limited amount of dexterity takes and is enough that I would never want to do this. And literally, I, you guys worked in manufacturing. You could buy one of those like saran wrap machines. You Correct. Buy saran wrap, and it wraps up anything. It'll yep. wrap up the box. So they've basically, and then they will sell you that box for dirt cheap, mm-hmm. just to recoup their money back. Correct. For, as quickly as possible. This is prevalent in magic but it's hitting pokemon now because parents don't know this so i've had parents come to me and go so i bought my child a box of pokemon that is retails for like 120 online it's like 100 dollars. i bought a box of pokemon on amazon for 80 dollars uh-huh. um and my my son said it was filled with all bad cards i'm like well, what are we talking about one of her packs was entirely energy cards Oh For anybody Lord. who doesn't know, energy cards are like one That's per hilarious. pack and they're worthless. She got one that was all energy. That's hilarious. And I had to look at her son and be like, you were correct. And I told him, oh, the mom, it's been resealed. I, I am Amazon, it doesn't violate Amazon's policies because Amazon doesn't care as long as it's sealed. Right. Because it says sealed product. Right. You still get the same amount of rares and commons mm-hmm. and uncommons. It's just been open. Yeah, side moral. Always look to see if you're buying from a marketplace seller or Amazon itself. Or I'll even say, do not buy boxes under a hundred. I don't. Well, I, I, that is the larger and truer point. But back to the main point. Bro. Right, right. You're you're basically playing with fire if you're buying a box for under a hundred a hundred dollars. Um, st- I've heard from people who buy at my store, other people's stores. 
that buying a box from a card shop is almost always, unless you're pre-ordering, like you said, from Wizards directly. That's what I'm saying. But it's only pre-orders. After that pre-order window is over, you're getting right. You're getting whatever because it'll say fulfilled by Amazon, but it'll say sold by Sketchy Van by the River. Exactly. You know, it's not the same one. So just be aware, be careful. If you want my advice, don't ever buy a box of anything under hundred bucks ever. You know, unless it's a pre-order. Paul, let's face it. I mean, in this day and age, don't buy a box of anything unless you're buying it at Infinite Hero. <laughs> oh yes, well, I can't say that, but but I did. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. So ends another episode of Infinite Geek Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to find the Rats Nest Studios on Facebook for news, updates, and to keep the conversation going. And don't forget to rate and review the show to help spread the word. Infinite Geek Talk is brought to you by Infinite Heroes Comics, Cards, and Collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut. Infinite Geek Talk is a Rats Nest production recorded and engineered by Rich Johnson in the Rats Nest Studios.